Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, May 11th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And actually, this is not the regular Today on Broadway. We have already recorded that. But at 7.21 p.m. on Wednesday night, the Broadway production of Bad Cinderella sent out a press release noting that the show will play its final Broadway performance on Sunday, June 4th. So since that is fairly big breaking news and I had about 39 minutes, I figured I would add it in to the rest of the episode. At the time of its closing, the show will have played 33 preview performances and 85 regular performances. And what this means is, coupled with the fact that Phantom of the Opera is now closed on Broadway, this will be the first time since 1988 that there is not a show on Broadway written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Of course, there will be more shows written by Andrew Lloyd Webber on Broadway, probably within the very near future, including Phantom of the Opera, any other number of revivals, including potentially a revival of Evita that Ashley and I talk about in uh, the episode proper. But unfortunately, Bad Cinderella will not be here to welcome in whatever other shows might come back to the main stem. Of course, the cast of Bad Cinderella includes Lenady Hanau as Cinderella, Carolee Carmelo as the stepmother, Grace McLean as the queen, Jordan Dobson as the prince Sebastian, and others. This has been kind of a whirlwind production here with Bad Cinderella. Did not get great reviews in London. Came over anyway, went from just being called Cinderella to Bad Cinderella. Take that as whatever omen or schadenfreude or perhaps ironic titling you would like it to be but the reviews were pretty putrid and unfortunately the box office sales were as well along with andrew lloyd weber the show features lyrics by the iconic tony award winner david zippel it is directed by lawrence connor and it features a book by oscar winner emerald fennel and a little bit of an adaptation from london to new york by alexis Shear. the choreography for the show was by joanne m hunter so paired with Bob Fosse's Dancing, this is yet another casualty of shows that did not get any Tony nominations just a few weeks ago. There will certainly be other closings to happen post Tony nominations and, and post Tony awards, but this is a fairly big one. Anytime an Andrew Lloyd Webber show doesn't make it to 100 performances, that's a, a pretty shocking big deal. So if you wanna see Bad Cinderella on Broadway, and I think there will be a lot of theater fans kind of clamoring to see this crazy, weird, spectacular before June 4th, you can head over to the Imperial Theater and see it by then. All right, that's all that I have in this update. I will send you over to the rest of Today on Broadway. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, May 11th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, yesterday I went and saw, I guess technically by the time, depending on when you're hearing this, on Tuesday night, I went to yeah. the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts to see the non-equity national tour of My Fair Lady. And this is something that I found with this production, both uh, it, with this tour, but also, I'm sorry to say, at Lincoln Center as well, mm. for a show that is all about uh, diction and pronunciation and accents, man, yeah. some of those things were wandering all over the place. don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Like, even with Laura Ambrose and our beloved Laura Benanti, like... Sure, the, yeah. The, the Cockney versus refined accents 
were very hit or miss, and it was true. It can with be this. a bit of a that, caricature sometimes, and then other times, just where to go. It's really a choose your yeah. own adventure accent. Yeah, it, what I think they did with this per- performance and the um, the woman who played Eliza named Madeline Powell was. Uh, in, in beautiful voice, it was almost like instead of really worrying about the actual linguistic and phonetic differences between the two accents, they just went from a little mm-hmm. more uh, chest voice as Cockney Eliza to a much more legit soprano for um, uh, refined upper class Eliza, which works. And I think that's probably in the music as well. But yeah. but the the difference in terms of like the dialect was much smaller than it should have been. But other than that, a great production <laughs> and something that I really enjoyed and uh, always love seeing My Fair Lady whenever I, I just imagine it going from like Smoker's voice to yeah. Dame Julie Andrews. It was <laughs> it was literally between. like wouldn't it be lovely yeah exactly that's really what it was me in the morning versus me mid-afternoon exactly yes absolutely um well uh before we get into the news we want to remind you that everything that we have here on broader radio you can hear first if you head over to patreon.com slash broader radio broader radio.com slash patreon and actually this is something that you and i talked about yesterday after we recorded today on broadway because it hit after we recorded but variety has an interview (laughs) with one leah michelle Currently starring on Broadway in her dream role of Fanny Bryce and Funny Girl. That show is currently scheduled to run through September 3rd. But apparently she already knows when she will be back on Broadway. Maybe perhaps not even oh, when, God. but in what. Um, the Variety interviewer asked her it, what she has her next Broadway show, what it's going to be. And she said, I already know what it is. You know it, meaning like you know the show. It's very different musically. Now, I have heard nary a rumor about this. I asked a few people after this article came out. Nobody else has heard anything about it. But I feel like as soon as we got this news, I think you got it right. Like, you immediately said something, like, literally within five seconds. Unfortunately, I think think so, too. Yeah. My instinct is that it will be the London transfer of Cabaret and that she will be playing Fräulein Sally Bowles. Do I want that to happen? Not particularly. Um, The rumors of Cabaret transferring have been going on for a bit. I've heard that it was supposed to happen this season and then it kind of just got overloaded if you look at any point in the season um now i'm you know it's supposed to transfer next season at what point i don't know i would guess the fall but i don't know yeah um but that would make a lot of sense i guess depending on when it comes in i feel like (laughs) i feel like it makes sense for broadway and that's not necessarily a compliment but we'll see. My other thought was Evita, just because of how Broadway is. But I would no. expect Cabaret over anything else at this point. Especially saying that it's a well-known musical that's musically different. That's my first guess. It has to be a revival, obviously. Correct. And it's going to be a revival that people are talking a lot about. And that's certainly at the Kit Kat Club in London. Yeah, it- We'll get to the Avita of it all here in a second. Because sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's happening. I um, don't think so either, but it's literally the only thing that I could think of that would even be tangentially making sense. Well, the barely. only reason I say the only reason I say that is because I feel like we've we have Sammy Canold's uh, Avita yeah, yeah, going yeah. to ART, and I 
Sure. Do we do we know who's playing? I don't. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I don't remember. Um, I feel like we might know who who is going to be in that, but it, it's not going to be her. But I, I just, I think we're probably you're probably right with Cabaret because she fits kind of the mold of not only the type of actresses that have done the show in London, starting first with with Jesse Buckley, who played Sally when the show opened uh, originally in the UK. She is somebody who has done tons of theater, but is kind of having a moment as a film actress. They've gone on yeah. to have a number of people, including Amy Lou Wood, I think is is currently playing her now, who I think most people know yeah. from the TV show Sex, Sex Education. Education. Mm-hmm. And then she's being replaced with Maude Apatow, who, of course, just kind of had her professional theater debut in Little Shop of Horrors, but is mo- more known I mean, honestly, she's more known as the daughter of Judd Apatow, but sure. uh, known from um, she. What is she on? Stranger Things? What is she on? Um, um, Euphoria. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, Euphoria. Sex Education. I feel like they're the same show, and I don't watch either. God no, Sex Education's great. <laughs> okay, so I don't watch either. But either yeah. way, um, I, I think she fits. Also, I will note that back in 2017. Leah Michelle did sing maybe this time at Elsie Fest, which is put on by her former sure. uh, Glee co-star Darren Chris. I and- think I was there, but I don't remember that. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so there's that. Kristen Chenoweth did. I think I think Kristen Chenoweth did maybe this uh, uh, maybe this time uh, on Glee. So I I feel like this is it. I mean, it could be anything, but I feel like of things we know are probably coming to Broadway. This makes the most sense. So yeah, you heard it here first. Agreed. <laughs> yes, All obviously. Thanks to Ashley Steves. Oh so. God, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Shereen Pimentel is playing Evita at, at yes. ART. Yeah, just that's right. To fact check the situation. Yeah, I knew it was because this is a, a ostensibly a continuation of the production that ran at City Center a few years ago yeah. that had Soleil Pfeiffer. I knew Soleil wasn't going to continue with it, yeah. and I thought it was because we knew who was, and I couldn't remember who it was, but Shereen Pimentel, who played there Maria you. on Broadway and West Side Story, is a great fit there as well. Not Leah Michelle. That's who it's yeah. not. No, no. Going from a show that I feel like you love, but don't okay. like the potential casting of this, to a show that I'm kind of tired of, but I love this casting. Okay. Yesterday, there was an announcement about a new West End production of Eugene O'Neill's Magnus Opus, uh, Magnum Opus, Long Day's Journey and Tonight, which I feel like I don't need to ever see again. Fair enough. Just because it's long and I've seen it and it's depressing. It is a long day's journey it's into a, the night. Uh, very long. But starring in the show as Mary Tyrone will be Patricia Clarkson. Starring opposite her will be one... Brian Cox, late of succession. Spoiler alert, I suppose. Um, but as her sons are two guys who are great. If you watch the show End of the Fucking World, which is – I only watched the first season. It's on Netflix. It's great. Haven't got to the second season. Alex Lothar is in it. And then also if you mm-hmm. watched Bad Sisters on Apple TV+, Plus, also great. Uh, Daryl McCormick is in it as well. So they are both really, really fantastic. And if you're a Dairy Girls fan, Louisa Harland, Louisa Harland, uh, is playing Kathleen. So this is just an absolutely stacked cast. This will be Brian Cox's first West End role in almost a decade. The show will begin performances. So bananas to me. Absolutely. I would just expect him to always be on the stage when he wasn't previously filming Succession. Yes. The show will begin performances 
is at the Wyndham's Theater on March 19th, and the opening night will be scheduled for April 2nd. This is good stuff. Yeah, like I, I don't need this to transfer because I'm not going to see it because it's too damn long. But like, no, this is a cast that like would see interest it happening, me, especially with Brian Cox. Yeah, this is a, a cast where I'm like, mm, do I want to sit through it again? Like, I saw the Bill Camp and Elizabeth Marvel one because of Bill Camp and Elizabeth yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Fair and Ato Blanks and Wood was also in it as well, so that was great. But I'm like, I don't really want to see it. Yeah, I feel like people who really love it will see every production of it and the rest yeah. of us. Cause I'm, it's fine. I, it, it's, it's, it's just long. It's long. Um, and sad. And sad. <laughs> Certainly. Um, but I feel like the rest of us kind of just see the productions based on the cast. And this is obviously a very good one. So I could see it transferring very easily, but it would depend obviously on the filming slash performing schedules of everybody else because it would have to be absolutely. a cast transfer. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of another show that could potentially be coming from London to New York, the da- uh, not the Daily Mail, Deadlines, Baz oh, Bama Boy. I'm still saying that yeah, improperly now. Forever. Uh, um, Baz Bama Boy has a new story up on Deadline talking about the fact that the play The Motive in the Queue, which is currently running at the National Theater, is looking to make the hop first from the National Theater to the West End and then from the West End to Broadway. This is Sam Mendez's uh, latest show. And it looks behind the scenes of the iconic production of Hamlet that starred a young Richard Burton and was directed by um by Sir John Gilgood mm-hmm. and also involves Elizabeth Taylor because Richard Burton had just married her for the first time when this was going on this is uh it kind of takes you through the rehearsal process and as these two theatrical giants kind of battled um as actor and director it currently stars Johnny Flynn as uh as Richard Burton Mark mm-hmm. Gaddis who is one of my favorites if you watch yeah. the is it uh, Gaddis or Gaddis I was thinking it was Gaddis uh, it could be either one. It's one of those names like you see so much, but I've never actually probably heard it pronounced. Fair enough. Yeah. But he was, uh, he played, um, if you watched the Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Sherlock, he played Mycroft. I did. Holmes, <laughs> yes, and he, did. he was also one of the showrunners and writers mm-hmm. for Doctor Who for a long time. Yep. Um, so he, he plays Gil Good. I think he was a writer on Sherlock as well. Very well could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's fantastic. Teams. Yep. Uh, but they're great. Uh, uh, Tuppence Middleton is playing Elizabeth Taylor. So, you know, I, I feel like shows, theatrical shows about theatrical shows usually do really well and are very compelling for a lot of audiences. And you throw in yeah, the, the, the allure of the names of Richard Burton, Elizabeth Taylor and John Gilgood. That's pretty interesting. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see what sure. happens with this one and uh, potentially see it in New York if and when it makes the transfer. All right, moving on. We just talked about uh, Sammy Canold. We're going to talk about her a little bit here. She is doing Avita at ART in Cambridge, Massachusetts. She will also be doing a new symphonic concert version of Rent at Mm -hmm. at Washington, D.C.'s Kennedy Center this summer. Tamanini's ticket right now. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's it's right in the sweet spot of when I might be coming to New York, but I I don't know that I'm going to be able to do it. But nonetheless, it's very exciting. This is a new... Uh, a new version of it uh, is being presented by the National Symphonic Orchestra and Steve Reinecke will be conducting. And it features like this expanded orchestral arrangement by Steve Skinner. Of course, the original one was just done 
for five piece for a five piece band that sat on stage underneath the the scaffolding uh, in the upper stage right corner. So it, this is something that'll sound very different from any rent that you've ever seen. It is uh, you know going to feature a new concert streamlined book by Sean O'Laughlin and. Um, it's going to have an all-star cast, they say, but we don't exactly know who that is yet. They will announce that and further creative team members later. It is going to run just for a few days, July 26th through the 28th at the Kennedy Center. And for people of a certain generation, this is something that will be very, very difficult to miss. Unfortunately, I think for the most part, I'm going to be, be in Indianapolis. Ah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. At the, I'm, going to go, I'm going to the uh, – I think I'm going to the – Big Ten football media days. So I think I'm going to be there. So it, it might be tough, but no, you know, no trip swinging through DC in the meanwhile. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it could happen. Wouldn't put it past myself. I was um, just about to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on back to Broadway. Yesterday it was announced that Jordan Litz will join the Broadway company of Wicked starting on May 16th, which is next Tuesday. I just saw Litz uh, in the national tour, I guess earlier this year, last year. I can't remember when he was very good he is also a uh former college swimmer which uh, which i learned uh, at the time so that was uh yeah cool. he was he was very good uh congratulations to him look forward to seeing him on broadway and then coming up this summer the national theater's acclaimed olivier award-winning production of oklahoma back from 1998 is heading to cinemas um that of course starred hugh jackman before he was Wolverine, he tells a great story about him going to a Wolverine callback with his curly perm because he was playing curly. His hair had to be curly. <laughs> yeah, he naturally. didn't think that that would bode very well for him. But nonetheless, it did. The film will play more than 800 cinemas around the globe on two days. First, Sunday, July 16th. Then Wednesday, July 19th. It'll be able to be seen in movie theaters in the United States, the UK, Canada, Ireland, Norway, and of course, Jackman's native Australia. I love this. I have it on DVD. I know it's streaming maybe on Broadway HD or something, but um, this is great. Like, yeah. I love this production. It's for the anniversary around that time, too, because I think it opened in yeah, July the, in London. Yeah, it's the 25th uh, anniversary of that production, but um, also great. Uh, uh, Susan Stroman did choreography for it. Yes, Trevor indeed. Nunn directed. Maureen mm-hmm. Littman played Aunt Eller. Josephina yes. Gabrielle played Lori. Tony and Olivier Award winner Shuler Hensley played Judd Fry. Um, Peter Polycarpu played Ali Hakim. So just a, a great cast. I've watched that many, many times. Likewise. So highly recommend getting a chance to see that on the big screen if you can. And finally, let's move on to a feel-good recommendation. Earlier this week, they had the world premiere screening of Disney's live-action Little Mermaid. And all of the reviews have been that I've seen, or at least the ones that I'm choosing to see, have been very positive, very good. And I'm all excited about that. I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I loved more than anything, Disney's official uh, TikTok, Disney Studios' official TikTok, captured a moment on the red carpet that just had to make your heart melt. As the original voice of Ariel, Jody Benson, met ha- uh, Halle Bailey on the red carpet for the first time. And you can just see Jody gushing over her. And let me, you can't see it because it's, you know, from the press line. So you can't see it like super sure. close. You can't, can't hear what they're saying, but you can just tell that that was a special moment for Jody and for Halle. A complimentary so, moment. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So I'll have, there's a little bit of a, I'll, I'll put the TikTok in there, but also I'll have a little bit fuller story from, from people.com I love or that. no EW, but yeah, love yeah, that very much. And, um, you know, uh, I'm really excited about yeah. it. Yeah. 
me too. My, a, a good friend of mine who lives in New York is having her birthday while I'm in town and mm-hmm. she's actually organizing like for her birthday a trip to go see Little Mermaid at the movie theater. Cute. So I have to, I am currently move, trying to move shows around so I can be there to see it with her. Are you going to dress and up as Flounder? I mean, that's kind of how I dress every day. So, yeah, truly. Uh, no, I'm going to dress up Dead as on the, the ocean chef. floor. I'm going to dress good. up as the chef. Yes. Um, yes, please. Yeah. That, that kind of fits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Les poissons. <laughs> Who did that in the I, – I feel like Ooh. Um, it was – he. oh, I know his name and I can't pronounce it. He was on the TV show Benson. It was Rene uh, Auberge – I'm not going to pronounce it. I never pronounced that. Rene, he just died a few years ago. Rene Aubergeon, his son, is also a, uh, a theater actor as well. Uh, he was great. It's always funny when like you you know people from other things and then you like you realize oh wait they're singers and like voice actors I feel yeah. like it's the same thing when people constantly realize that Detective Lenny Briscoe is also the voice of of Lumiere and Beauty and the Beast or so, just like an actor who gets really famous for a television role and then you find out they're like actually a theater person too yeah of course like that was. I can't remember how like seven years ago when I stayed a summer with my dad and he was super into Homeland and I oh, had Mandy. to force feed him Sunday in the Park with George Clips and he was like, yeah. I didn't know Mandy could sing and I had to collapse into myself. But How, how are you related to him? I know. All these straight men. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. That is all that we have. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Thursday. And I think Grace and I will be back to finish your week off tomorrow. <laughs>